1: what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma my name is mike and your guest as you already know uh, as you can probably tell by the title this one is redline for kids and redline for kids is a charity based around motorsport that the founders have this common love for motorsport and also a common love for kids and helping them out so um, thank you uh, chance win and eric win for taking the time out to come and sit with us today and share the story. Uh, fascinating story. Um, I've been lucky enough to come to one of your events and the impact and just seeing the kids' faces. I mean, it, it's so cool um, what you do, and, and we definitely get into that. Uh, before we do, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us, you know, how, you know, how you, um, ended up in Oklahoma, stuff like that.
0: Um, well, again, my name is Chance Wynn. I'm the founder of Redline for Kids. Um, and I just want to thank you for having us this afternoon. Uh, much appreciated, but yeah, so we're originally from Dallas, Texas. We moved here probably what, 13 years ago, probably about 13 years ago now. Uh, my dad was in the, uh, or is in the newspaper business and was working for uh, the paper in Dallas and got a better offer to come up here, so we moved up here. About that time, I was starting fifth grade, Um, so we've been here ever since, and I I definitely like it up here. There's no traffic. People think there's traffic, but there's not, Um, so that's been cool. And, uh, yeah, so kind of how this got started, uh, well, I guess we should back back up to in Dallas when I was four years old. I was uh, diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which now I believe they call it juvenile idiopathic arthritis or something. They've kind of changed the terminology on it. Um, But I woke up from a nap, and my left hip was locked in place. Um, So, again, I was (laughs) pretty young, so it's all kind of fuzzy to me. But I know I got brought to the hospital at Children's in Dallas, and um, no one really knew this might be better to let my dad kind of talk about that. No one really knew kind of what was going on at that time.
2: Um, Yes, I'm I'm Eric Wynn. I'm Chance's dad. Um, To that point, uh, when that happened, Chance had just turned... Uh, four or was about to turn four years of age and so my wife called me said his, his legs locked up he can't straighten it out mm-hmm. he woke up from a nap and I was at the office downtown and I said well I'm sure it will just go away just give it a few minutes it's probably asleep you know yeah and, he's screaming his yeah, head out. he's a and, kid right? yeah he's yeah. a kid and, and he'll rub it out and so uh, she called me back thirty minutes later said he cannot move his leg and when I tried to he's screaming in agony and I went mm-hmm. okay so I went home um, we took him to the hospital and um, your worst fear is when you go in with something wrong at being your kid, but then when you find out that nobody at the hospital seems to know what's going on, they want to know if we recently traveled, which we had been in California for a, a week, uh, maybe two or three weeks before this episode. We'd stayed up in the mountains with some friends for a week. He we thought he had Lyme disease, thought he had this, thought he had that. But bottom line, they had to go in and do emergency surgery to release fluid off his hip, which would allow his leg to straighten up. Um, so we got that corrected, but then we still were perplexed as to why why his body did this. And for us, the internet was kind of really getting new back then. So we were just getting on this thing called the internet and trying to put in the symptoms and all that and and really trying to figure out what was going on with him. And we couldn't get any conclusions from that. And every evening he would get a a little rash and he'd always have fever. And But yet, when we'd go to the doctor to get the the procedure done on his hip and looked at, it was never there. Well, luckily, I say luckily, one time we went, we were at the doctor, they were looking at the incision, the surgery had passed and all that, and the doctor saw the rash that we had been seeing. And he had enough knowledge of arthritis that he could recommend that we go see a specialist at Scottish Rite there in Dallas, which um, you had to have an appointment. You couldn't just walk in off the street. So again, God led us to that. Well, So we made the appointment. Um, so it was going to be a week and a half. We're going mm-hmm. to take him to the specialist. Well, during that time, he turned four. And I remember that birthday. Sorry. Um, I was always a car guy and a race guy. And uh, um, Chance was raised with cars, and um, he wanted a a Jeff Gordon race suit, Mm -hmm. which he got for that birthday. And I remember by this time now, he's getting this fever worse and worse. The rash is staying longer. Uh, But we're saying, okay, we're heading to the doctor, so we're trying to just manage through it. And I remember the day of his birthday, his fourth birthday, um, which would have been, this is now 19, 99 mm-hmm. in September um, He got the suit He was so sick He just put the suit on for a minute He wanted to look in the mirror See what he looked like And keep in mind He'd wanted this driver's suit for a long time He looked just like Jeff Gordon he had a helmet Yeah And um, he put it on for a minute Looked in the mirror And said okay we can take it off And I, I knew he was sick So now progress up to the day Where we had the appointment By now he can no longer walk uh, To move his arm just from left to right He's screaming. I told people, like, I was peeling his skin off. I mean, mm-hmm. he was in that much pain. And we're literally just seeing our little boy deteriorate in front of us. But um, So that day came. I, I hand-carried him into the hospital. He couldn't walk now. And um, this doctor, Dr. Panaro, who was one of only, we found out, about a hundred physicians in the United States that even knew what this disease was um, looked at him for about 20 minutes, and then she sat down with my wife and I as Chance laid on the bed there, and said, "This is what he's got, and uh, the disease that Chance described is what he had." And she said, "There's no cure. For, there's no cure for it." Um, and this is the procedures that we can do. And she said, so what our objective now is for the rest of his life, we're going to try to give him the best quality of life and make sure when his body gets attacked with this disease, because it comes on him Mm -hmm. and it lets him go. So it's not like somebody who has arthritis that's there all the time. It literally comes and goes, which is what's unique about the disease. But she said that, um we just want to manage so he doesn't lose range of motion so when these joints get inflamed um we we don't want that to do permanent damage so we started down this very long path it was a very painful path i mean um to this day he's still getting treatment and we'll flip mm-hmm. back over to him let him tell you about that but Um, I could tell as a little kid, his friends would come and visit him at the hospital because we were constantly in and out of the hospital, and then we'd get him well, and then a flare-up would happen, he'd go back down, and when he'd go down again, you're looking six, nine months of him not walking, not playing, uh, to getting back up to to par again. And so these kids would call in. well, I I scored a touchdown, or I hit a home run, and um, I, I, I knew Chance well, obviously with my son, and I could tell he was losing hope in life because life is going beyond, and he's just there watching it passing by. So um, we had the car thing, and so I began to just bring him cars, uh, little diecast cars, and and uh, he talked about what kind of car he wants, and how fast he wants to drive, and all this kind of stuff. And he always wanted a white car with red interior, uh, and he knew all these cars. I I was an American muscle guy, so I didn't know a Lamborghini from a Ferrari, from a Porsche, from a Bugatti to, I don't even know if they were making them then, but uh, he knew all these cars, and I only knew Mustangs, Camaros, Corvettes, Mopar, things like that. And so um, we started down this path with, with my cars, of getting him more involved in that, and talking more, and and going and doing car things just all the time, because we could do car things when he was sick, Mm -hmm. and we could do car things when he wasn't sick, and it gave him something to talk to his friends about, and um, so we kind of went through life, and and he went through high school, and got through school, and all that stuff. He got into racing go-karts for a little bit. Uh, which was fun, and he raced legends cars for a little bit, and and that was fun, so he learned. I I could tell he could be a good driver because you really don't teach like ball and stick. It's not like you do your hips here or whatever. You either have to have this skill set because your butt has to tell your head what the car can do or can't do, and early on, he really was good at that, and so we started racing, and I said, this is great. When he doesn't feel good, we can park the cars. When he does feel good, he can go out there and race, and he won many championships in go-karts, and um we were grooming him to go into nascar one day well yeah again that wasn't god's plan um even though i had all these connections and he was so good at racing some of the medications he was on was giving him vertigo and things like that and you can't be running these carts at 130 miles an hour with that so we kind of bailed on that and then he got into real cars um and high school and girls and all that and so he's had several different cars And then he became an adult and figured out a way on his own to buy his own exotic sports car. And it was three months into that car, he came to me and said, I I have an idea. And that's where we sat down. And I had worked uh, on boards for nonprofits for many, many years. And we kind of scoped out this idea that he had about what we didn't know Mm -hmm. then was Redline for Kids. And it was very difficult to come up with a name that we legally could purchase that Chance could own. Uh, But once we did that, the idea was solid and god has blessed this and he's brought like you so many people into chance's life and my life that's helped us with this organization because it is all volunteer based which Mm -hmm. chance will tell you about but that's kind of how it all got started yeah chance i'll let you take it from there
0: yeah so basically kind of what we do is we pick a market obviously we started with oklahoma city because that's where we're at now right um so ever since i got the it's a 2017 nissan gtr Ever since I got that, I started meeting people in the car community here um, just through cars, you know, going mm-hmm. to car events, seeing them out, uh, this, that, and whatever. Um, social media has helped me to be able to meet a lot of people as well. But in talking with these guys, just getting them, kind of running it past them. And obviously, like car guys like to show off their cars. Uh, and I mean, everyone wants to help kids that are, you know, going through a, a tough cool. time in life. So it, it kind of worked out that way. What we usually do is have anywhere from i don't know eight to some of our events in in the dallas fort worth area we've had i feel like over 20 cars uh that'll come um but we'll roll them all into the hospital and and let the kids and their families parents brother sister uh get out of the room and and just get their mind off of you know the mm-hmm. the tough times that they're going through and just get to be a kid uh and i mean even if you're a, a car person or not a car person i from the experience we've seen, everyone still loves to see, you know, crazy, an orange Lamborghini Huracan or something like that. I mean, you don't have to be a car fanatic to at least appreciate that and have a good time, um, seeing that. So along with the experience with the cars, um, we'll give them a t-shirt, which has our logo on it. It has our sponsors on it. Mm -hmm. We'll give them a wristband. We will give them a deck of cards that have the uh, vehicles that are there on display, it'll have you know a picture of them and, and some stats about how fast they are zero to 60 horsepower, yeah. all that stuff. Um, so we give them that as they can go, you know, put them up in their room or, or whatever they want to do. Um, and so it's it, we've been doing this now for two years and it's been working out really good and we're growing. Um, so we're gonna do 12 events this year in 2019. Um, in multiple hospitals in Oklahoma City, and then we go to some in Dallas and Fort Worth, as I mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> so, in, in, in doing that down in Dallas, there's this company called Park Upfront, and what they basically are is they work with or they partner with these high-end restaurants and so if you're going to make a reservation at the restaurant to go eat you can go onto this app called park up front and also like rsvp a, a spot up front to park your car got you um so they're growing as well and we've gotten hooked up with them and they let us put our events for the dallas and fort worth area on their app so when you're on the app you can see events that they have coming up they do a lot of you know rallies and and other events but we'll put ours up on there and people can go in and sign up so that's been a big help with getting volunteers from that market and i know they're wanting to expand into oklahoma city and then continue to grow across the country like we want to do as well so we're looking forward to that and i think that's going to be uh, you know an easy definitely a, a big help to get more volunteers as we continue to grow in these markets um I think one thing, if we could stop just right
2: here a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as Chance said, with Redline for Kids growing so big and so fast, it could not <clears throat> excuse me—could not happen without some great, great sponsors. Yeah. And just to give you a few of those, of course, we're here live today at Exotic Motorsports of Oklahoma. Uh, Eliud and Braden have been fantastic volunteers, and so they're major mm-hmm. helpers for Redline for Kids. Uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, here in Oklahoma for the state of Oklahoma we've got Lamborghini of Dallas down in Dallas that's been a huge sponsor actually our first sponsor to come on board and has been very helpful in getting us hooked up with the the exotic car community down in the Fort Worth Metroplex area then we've got um, Dennis Chamont State Farm right here in Edmond is a sponsor we just got got, we
0: got Paycom on board Uh, Mm -hmm. they're going to join us this season we got Crest on board uh, streetcar Takeovers, uh, I consider him my brother, Chase Lautenbach, um, and his business partner, Justin. Um, they're, they are big supporters of us, and we're big supporters of them. Um, we also have uh, Angel Heart
2: Boutique, mm-hmm. which uh, Felipe and Shai mm-hmm. own that here in Edmond. They've been a great supporter,
0: uh, and I don't think we're leaving anybody out. Uh, Quantum resources yes, a, uh, a good buddy of mine here. Ben uh, is an oil company they're they 're supporting us as well so i mean there 's a we have a good uh, a good good group. support system going on yeah, right now yes. and, and we 're looking forward to continue to grow that as as we grow as a company and and uh, expanding our social media reach as well
2: right um, and the reason that 's so important just to jump back to park up front uh, what this really is it 's becoming an app uh, for car guys like Facebook and so uh, Stephen Levine and his partners down there are trying to grow this nationwide and as Chance grows Redline for Kids nationwide the thing that we use is that app or we'll use is to get the car community because obviously we know where the hospitals are where these kids are are at unfortunately. Uh, We also know where these car guys gather now and we've got a good uh, portfolio of sponsorship that will allow us to go in these other markets and just really expand this as much as Chance has the time to do it which is why in 2019 is going to be a huge year for us because he's now officially running the company full-time in the gotcha. past he was doing it part-time with me helping but this yeah. year he is he's been the founder and ceo but this year he really is going to be the ceo running the company so yeah. uh, we're both excited for that and uh, again thank you to guys oh, like you yeah. who jump in here and help out redline for kids
1: right like i obviously like been in this area few years now and and myself always had a plan and always loved cars and just kind of wanted to be around them right you kind of do as a kid you grow up and um kind of a similar era right we grow up and like fast and furious came out right when you were like when we were younger the first one and then you see all these movies come out and motorsports such a huge uh community in the world and then you add in Oklahoma and how great people are here. And then you have this awesome opportunity, which you guys have definitely captured, right? You know, through through your story and definitely pointed it in the right direction. And guys like Braden and Eliud, who would, at the drop of anything, would be yes. there, you know? Um, and like I said, I, I was fortunate to ride with Eliud to come to one of your events. And, and the weather wasn't great that day. And I like I said, you know, don't expect too much. What pulled in and, you know, we have ten or so cars. Of all sorts of mix, you know, all sorts of cars from anything, any price range, and just the look on the kids' faces when they walk out and see all these colours parked up, like it's it's emotional. It really is, and I'm sure, like, like I've been fortunate enough that I didn't have to go through what you had to go through growing up, and I still get emotional about it. And I can't (laughs) imagine how it is, you know, for you and your dad to be there and know exactly how these kids feel. Yeah, and like to see the smile on their faces, like it it is incredible. Like it really is. how before we get side into some more questions, how can people reach out like how can they get involved like the other sponsors? how do you how do they get involved?
0: You can go on our website, which is redline four kids and that 's the number four dot mm-hmm. uh, org and you can read about our story you can see pictures and videos from events that we've done uh... you can see our event list and there's also a donate tab uh, if if anyone is interested in doing that and helping us continue to grow uh... as far as volunteers if anybody's out there that has we try to keep it you know to the exotic or supercars, you know something that that people don't see all the time mm-hmm. um, every now and then i mean we will have you know a, a mustang or a, a corvette or whatever so if there's anybody that's interested in wanting to help out at some of our events, you can you can reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Instagram and that's Redline for Kids uh, at Redline for Kids mm-hmm. um, and that's probably the best way to kind of get in touch uh, with us or if you have any questions. Yeah. Well,
2: And one thing I do want to say that Chance brought up there because since we started Redline for Kids, uh, I've had had some people, uh, particularly the Mustang people, comment <laughs> about, hey, we want to be a part of that yeah. and uh, we're not being snooty of course. Or, or snotty. I mean, I'm uh-huh. a Camaro Guy, I've owned nine Camaros in my life. I have a Corvette now. But the thing about this is going back to the story with Chance being sick and in the hospital, and these kids' friends coming in and say, I scored a touchdown or I hit a home run. Um, We. Chance's vision when he started this, when he got the GTR and really started understanding the, I'll call it the power of owning an exotic, because when he goes to the service station or to get fuel or to the store, people come up and want to get their picture with the car yeah. and all that. And that's kind of, I think, Chance, where you got the idea as we talked, especially with those but, wheels. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when you, uh, and by the way, that GTR is white with red interior. I want to point that it, out, yes. which was his dream. With bright red wheels but, as well. <laughs> um, with with this car or with these exotics we want kids, or Chance's idea with this was kids know of these cars. They play them on video games. They drive a a uh, 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 Huracan or a Audi R8 and on
0: I, a video game. I'll just say, some of these kids at these events that we do know more <laughs> about my own car than I do. Yes. Uh, and some of them are playing. girls. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's not awesome. just guys. Yeah,
2: And and so, uh we wanted that kid to be able to sell his friends and family when they come in the hospital room and see him. How are you doing? Hey, look. See that picture? That's me sitting oh, in a yeah. half million dollar Lamborghini Aventador. Yeah. Uh, so it's a cool story. When they go back to school, they've got a story because everybody knows knows about these cars. Yeah. They, Like I said, they play them on video games, they see them, on the, but they never see them on the road, right. very seldom. Yeah. They've never sat in one, more or less maybe started one, yeah. and this gives these kids something that puts them way up on the level of coolness with their friends and family, so they can say, okay, I, I got this disease, or I'm yeah. battling this, or I got sick, but look how cool I got to do this. Right, and like that's the, where event, the event happened. I was at, uh,
1: one of the kids jumped in, I want to say it was Josh's uh, 458. Oh, yeah. And he starts yeah. it up, and then he's revving the nuts yes. out of this yep. car, the right? And, like He can barely reach the pedals. Yes. And, you know, just like I said, a revving Ferrari is probably one of the greatest sounds in the world if you're in the car, you know, in the car industry. And like, let's ask you, have so you good. ever got to do that in your life? I haven't. Like Bingo. I said, I've been in one, right? But I've never sat behind the driver's seat and revved it, right? Yeah. i just like, and I'm 28 years old and I love cars.
2: There you go. Um,
1: yeah, like it's such a special thing. And, and the, the car community in Oklahoma, people think Oklahoma, it's in the middle of America and it's full of people who drive trucks. Well, it is but also this insane car community that, that we have here. You know, like January's Coffee and Cars we were at together, and it was a miserable day. It was freezing oh, yeah. cold. Yep. But you have these million-dollar, you know, half-million-dollar cars that show up, and just like, it's mad, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's hard to explain to people who haven't been there. Um, and these it, people, know.
0: like, they're literally like the the group of car guys that, that we... Uh, come in contact with are some of like the greatest Absolutely. people mm-hmm. biggest, uh, hearts. biggest and, hearts. and all they want to do is you know help any way that they can uh, or that their schedule will allow yeah. so I think that's just really cool and you know today's times obviously everybody knows I mean there's a lot of negative things going on you you turn on the TV and and, and watch yeah. the news and it's all it seems to be negative so it's just really cool that uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of people can come together and, and help people that are in need
1: and I think the COG community like when when people see I'm sure you might have experienced this um, with the negative side of things. If people see you driving the car down the road, they think, oh, that's dad's. Dad's bought that car. Yeah. Or like, oh, you, yeah. Know, you know, you family money or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, cause dad's never even bought you, a car yeah. that expensive or himself. Right. Like, but yeah. That's, that's kind of like the, you know, people instantly get defensive and they instantly think, oh, I got, you know, they they don't say wow that kid's worked really hard to get to where he is or he's worked really hard like is it Andy that has the Ford GT mm-hmm. like, yep. he has a landscaping business
0: and right? he, he is also I'm glad you mentioned that Nelson Landscaping yeah. Yeah. they uh, are a big oh, yeah. he's a 2019 uh, big sponsor just as came as well. so, forward, right? yes
1: thank you for Andy's story that. is like started cutting grass yeah. right? and now he has this business and he can afford a Ford GT yeah. like, the, this is the stuff for the people that we are mixing with not people who I'm sure there are people who has family money right every every country in, you know has that but The far majority of the people who are involved in this Mm -hmm. have worked hard, and they do this for a good cause, right? And I think that's what, like I said, in the um, you know the negative and the positive of all this, like we get to see all the positive. It's the people on the outside that need to be aware of this stuff, that to change their mind and think, you know, these people are actually great people. They're not. You know, back to the snooty, you know, rah-rah, look at me, I drive a fast car kind of people, right? They actually
2: work hard, and they deserve what they have. Well, you know, what's funny is, you know, none of us want fingerprints on our cars when we (laughs) go out to the store or drive or whatever. But at these events, and you've seen it yourself, they could care less. Those kids could put fingerprints all on those cars, Mm -hmm. and not one person even thinks about it. It's so... It's just so you, as you know, from it's being unique. there, yeah. it's one of those things, and these are, unfortunately, their their private events. They're closed mm-hmm. because of HIPAA laws and yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, it is a unique thing to experience, uh, to look at the parents' faces, mm-hmm. to look at the kids' faces. Um, it really, it, we get, Chance and I get so excited the night before because yeah. we never know what we're going to walk into. We never know who we're going to meet or see, what storyline is going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, at every one we've done, and this is going on our third year to start now, there's all always a storyline at one shot. There's several times. There's yeah. several. You mentioned the one that you were at with the kid mm-hmm. sitting in the Ferrari 458. Well, if you also remember, we had a kid that got uh, wanted his picture in front of Josh uh, uh, Weisman's Viper yeah. who got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, that's why he was in the hospital. And we thought that was so funny. That's so yeah. funny, isn't yeah. That? Yeah. 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 So um, – I mean,
1: obviously like grown up, like you're not your first hand experience of, of the stuff that these kids are going through, which is obviously why we've started this or why we've started this. And it's like I said, it's just starting, it's growing very fast and you have some great sponsors on board and it's going in the right direction. Um what like what was it like growing up? Like going through that stuff? Just a
0: lot of a lot of shots, a lot yeah. of pills, a lot of hospital visits. Uh but I mean looking back on it now, it's you know, everything happens for a reason, and we're on the uh, upside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it definitely wasn't fun. There's a lot of things I wanted to do that I didn't get to do. Yeah. Um, but you just you got to take what you get and roll with it and make mm-hmm. the best of it, and that's what we're trying to do. And even to bring that up, I, to keep me perfectly, well, I say perfectly normal, as normal as I can be now, I get an infusion. Uh, the medication's called actimera. I get that once every five weeks and i can't get it my immune system is just shot completely uh from the disease itself and then all mm-hmm. the medications and stuff have just suppressed it even more so if i'm sick with something i cannot get my infusion so uh, this last time i got it we were coming up on week five i was supposed to get it i ended up getting a stomach bug so i couldn't get it yeah rescheduled it had to miss it again because i got sick again with i think it was a cold that time Um, And if I were to go get my infusion, I would just continue to get more and more sick. Okay. Um, So that's why I can't do that. Um, By the time I was able to get it, this last time was eight weeks. Yeah. And I could feel – I had fluid on my hip, that same hip, and I could feel it on my ankles and feet and my hands. So it's – it's kind of a good reminder that I still, you know, I'm still fighting that, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's always going to be there. Uh, it isn't going to go away. Yeah. Um, but I've been, you know, ever since I've been on Ectemra now, I think five years it, I've been the most normal I've ever been. So in, in a way it was, it's kind of a good reminder to just know that, Hey, that's still there. Um, but thanks to <clears throat> family and medicine, yeah. Uh, I can live a, a pretty normal life. So, yeah yeah growing up wasn 't you know there was there was good times there was tough times um, but it 's all for it 's all for a reason and and you just got to yeah. take what you can get and, and roll with it like i said
2: well think yeah. about this uh, up until he got on Actimera five years ago, my wife or I had to give him a shot every day, and this is just not a normal. Hope you had to be trained how to kind yeah. of, just, and I'm sure there's a clinical name for it. And I don't remember it, but it's just the needle has to go right under the skin, and you're putting it into a way where that kind of goes in under the skin and lets the body absorb it. So he never could stay overnight yeah. without us doing the shot, or uh, he couldn't go away on a trip without one of us always being there. So uh, life was very different, but we we made yeah. it normal. We made it good. And uh, to his point, I, I'd like to hear that he says that if he starts to get big-headed about anything that the car or yeah, yeah. red line for kids or god way of saying hey remember yeah you're still fighting this uh, and Iraq it helps little him little little keep bit. compassion for these kids just like i have compassion yeah. for the parents um, because i know what they're going through and he knows what these kids are going through yeah and so it really is fun but it really is serious business for us because we're there to have fun with these cars but we want to we want to help some people
1: yeah out. definitely and so, Jeff Gordon, huge fan, growing up, had the race suit.
0: Oh, yeah. race go-karts. <clears throat> yep. I actually got to meet him. Yeah. Um, I went to, when we were living in, in Texas, I, my dad would take me to the Speedway um, to see the races, and uh-huh. I'd even get to help out. I had um, media passes being right, newspapers, so yeah. he got to get down there and meet every driver he wanted to meet. He yeah, would, uh, yeah, and I even got to, whenever they would qualify, for if it was the Indy cars or the trucks or NASCAR or whatever, they would qualify, and I think it was something with the, the company my dad was working for that they presented Mm -hmm. um, like an award for winning the pole or something and I got to hand uh, I think it was helmets that they would hand off to the drivers so I got to do that Um, got several autographs Jeff Gordon's was one of those so Mm -hmm. I mean I got to do a lot of cool stuff um, around the NASCAR and the racing scene when I was a lot younger so um, it's just kind of always been something that has been interesting to my dad and I. Not so much my mom. She could really care less about all these cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, yeah. They're to get from point A to point B hey. as cheap as
2: you can. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's always cool. But to to kind of talk a little bit more on um, just kind of how it was growing up, I mm-hmm. I think that to kind of talk about what my dad was saying. I, at one point, was getting two shots a day, uh, handfuls of pills. Yeah. Um, for just years on end. Um, How but, old are you at this point? Uh, I mean that that all would have started around four. I'd get steroid treatments, um, yeah, which we and interesting.
2: It's it's called some kind of IV. He'd get an IV. It'd stay in his arm for three solid days. Yeah, <clears throat> three days. Yeah, yep. so they do it <clears throat> for three days on. Yeah. Three days off. And they would just kind of
0: wrap it up, uh, like tourniquet yeah. style, there, uh, so I could go to school. And I'd remember whenever I'd get those steroids, like they would work really, really good for the first couple days. Mm-hmm. So I got to. Feel pretty normal and go out and play a couple of days after getting those, and then it would start to wear off. A yeah, wear bit. off, and then yeah. I'd get worse and, and have to get it again. And another thing with, I mean, all these medications I've been on, I don't know what those do long term. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think I'll have normal. <laughs> you you, uh, you like know, I fine, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. But I mean, right. th- that's just always there, and that's something you just can't worry about. Like, I mean. You, just, you just never know what they'll do long term, but you know I don't worry about that, and and, yeah. and we just have fun. So and, and
2: to his point, <coughs> Chance has <coughs> always done, especially as he's gotten to be a young adult, to to live life to his fullest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know he's race go karts at 130 miles an hour. He's uh, got to do a lot of things that some people. Don't get to do, but there's a lot of things that yeah, he didn't get course. to do. Uh, but he knows every day is a gift, and um, uh, to try to maximize it. And again, helping people along the way, if he can do that, that just makes it even more cool.
1: Yeah, and with uh, you know this year, you're obviously working with uh, Streetcar Takeover, mm-hmm. right? And you know that back to your racing dreams and all that kind of aspiration to wanting to be in motorsport now you have a job around it and um you know with the recent car purchase right you're gonna it's going straight to the track is that right yeah i i, I <laughs> tell, up tell a, us about uh, that yes. tell us about going from to loving, to the track loving <laughs> to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so chase got this uh this mustang and it was really i wasn't really planning on getting one or anything like that and just kind of learning like how um much i guess the good wordage would be much more affordable it is to make a mustang fast versus the gtr yeah um so I, I had a truck i sold the truck uh picked up this mustang and we're gonna we're gonna make it pretty fast i'm hoping i think it's gonna make around 900 ish wheel horsepower um so we're gonna do a lot of racing at the streetcar takeover events this year yeah um probably do some cool like uh livalry of Redline for Kids on the car to to further promote us mm. and and get that out there to people, um, but yes, I, I'm coming on board with Streetcar Takeover to help them out at all their events this year. So going to be doing a lot of traveling, uh, but it's going to be fun. So uh, looking forward to hitting the track in the Mustang.
2: Yeah, and, and just to take that a little bit further again, again with the partnership with Chase lottenbach and Streetcar Takeover, uh, we've got a lot of cities that are calling us, wanting Redline to For kids to come, great. And so Chance has a great opportunity again, Mm -hmm. thanks to the graciousness of Chase Lottenbach and Justin and those guys with Streetcar Takeover, to let us go in these markets where Streetcar Takeover already goes. There are their major markets, and we're hoping this will be the catalyst to start growing Redline for kids outside of just the region of the Midwest. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So,
1: Um, how is it for you to see Chance back in a Mustang? From like the exo- growing up loving exotic cars, right? You said you're a Mopar man. How does it feel to see him back in a Mustang, like coming back to what you have loved? You know, from that's day a one?
2: that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that until uh, you asked yeah. that question. And one is keep in mind when Chance was a racer, he's a road course racer, and he's an, he's a very good road road race road race um, road course racer. Going straight line, I grew up thinking you just line up against somebody <laughs> and you floor it and don't lift.
1: That's what I thought well, too. <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and uh, so what did we know, right? Yeah, yeah. And so now I understand there's a lot to it. Uh, and any dad, being a dad, you know, when Chance did, did, does anything, I always want to be there to see it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do. I am looking forward to watching him race. I, I, I'm glad to see him in a in an American muscle car. I love the exotics. I, I want to get one myself one day. But I love the American muscle car. And these cars these days, I mean, this, especially this Mustang with the the 10 speed auto transmission, the line mm-hmm. Lock system, and, and just the the technology in the car is really cool. And then you look at the affordable ability as chance described of how you can make this thing go yeah. so fast um and um so i'm, I'm really excited so it's cool yeah. i'm looking forward to watching him race uh as i have seen him in the gtr but it's one thing to see him hurl a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car down the track versus a, a, a thirty thousand yeah. dollar car down the track so i'm really looking forward to it um i'm happy for him he's having a great time he's earned all of this um and again god just really blessed him and and he knows how lucky he is and how mature he's been able to handle all the, yeah. this with the business and uh, uh, the decisions that have to be made with it. And again, all the sponsorships, the, the people that he's mm-hmm. come in contact with and sold to make this dream possible. So I'm looking forward to seeing him fly down uh, representing America. When he goes down the <laughs> track. So we're looking forward to it, and we'll have him here in just
1: a few more months. We'll see that. Awesome. So for the people who are listening that have no idea about car culture… Um And they probably see the orange Mustang you have and probably think, oh, that's, you know, like I said, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, Average cost, what's it going to cost you to get it to that 900 horsepower?
0: Around probably... 12 to 15 thousand dollars i would think if you do it right um i've been gracious enough to you know kind of go through some of this chase knows a lot of people in the industry um so i've kind of gotten to to meet these people um and kind of get some some hookups uh, every now and then so i'm grateful for that but i think uh, yeah you know 12 to fifteen you you're gonna have a pretty pretty solid race car
1: which is nothing right you know i mean in the grand scheme of things for 900 horsepower is absolutely pennies yeah
0: Yeah, because if i I was gonna upgrade the transmission in the GTR. I think minimum expense on a, a bottom of the line yeah. upgrade transmission is like fifteen thousand itself. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's 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 a whole different world. It's crazy. Um, but I'm definitely it's been refreshing uh, mm-hmm. to not have to shell out just ridiculous amounts of money to to make it fast.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. It's gonna be really cool, especially if you get it liveried up with the whole Red Line for Kids inside oh, yeah. and travel across the states. Because, I, like I said, I think you know with the connections and with you working now for Streetcar Takeover and kind of building this at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the same crowd, isn't it? Like everyone has a love for, passion for cars, and who doesn't want to raise money for kids? Yeah, like, you know, like of all the charities out there. Kids is one that pretty much everyone should give money to. Well, and we um, found
2: that the owners of these cars—it's a great way to tell the little woman at home or mm-hmm. man. You know, we have some ladies that bring their cars too. You can tell the spouse, significant other, this is the reason I have this car, yeah. <laughs> is uh, so yeah. it kind of gives them an excuse to. <clears throat> this yeah. is why we have this car, and that's really been funny to listen to the volunteers with these cars talk about. Hey, now I got an excuse to own it. Exactly, it's that smile and
1: wow factor. Now, when you drive down the road and they hear that car go past or they see it go past, and they're like, they. Even for that five seconds, like this, just made their day, right? And everyone remembers the first time that they either drove, like, ridden in a fast car or drove one or saw one. Um, like for me, a friend of mine who I played golf with, uh, he had a four-five-eight Ferrari, and he, you know, I was, he was helping me out. And before I was coming back to college, he's like, oh, "I got to take you out in it. You haven't been out in it yet." And I remember like that feeling. I could I'm smiling now, saying this because it was just amazing, right? Yeah. And that's what we're. That's what you're doing. Like it's. It's well, so cool to see. And
2: we have a guy named David who volunteers. I think David has been to every yeah, he event he he doesn't doesn't in one. Oklahoma uh, who has a red Ferrari Spider 360. Uh-huh. And he was going to sell the car right before we started when I asked him if he'd be willing to bring it out. Yeah. And he said, yeah. And at the end of this season, which now has been two seasons, he sent me a text saying, you know, I remember back when I told you I was going to sell the car? And I said, yeah. And he goes, there's no way in hell I'll sell that car yeah. because of Red Line for Kids. Right. He said, that is such... Uh, uh, a a ministry to me, to himself, Mm -hmm. uh, that now where he wasn't going to sell the car, he's not going to sell the car. So I thought that was, that kind of told me the story right there that this whole thing is why it works. Mm -hmm. Kids obviously love the cars that we've talked about. These volunteers, they don't mind giving their time and letting people touch upwards of a half million dollar car. That's just how this business model is so Mm -hmm. unique and so much fun because it really does work for everybody who participates, the sponsors, the volunteers, and Mm -hmm. the families and the kids that are in the hospital with this. Yeah. Um, And there's
0: another guy we got to give a shout-out to is John. He also has not missed a single event of ours. John
2: Gaines, everybody, John John Gaines. Gaines. He does own, believe it or not, John Gaines owns the Lamborghini. Once owned by Dennis Rodman. Now, you don't believe, you go Google it. Go yeah. Google Dennis Rodman's Lamborghini. It's black with Dennis Rodman's face on it. <laughs> now, John has wrapped it. It's wrapped in pearl white, yeah. but it is the exact Lamborghini That's that Dennis so Rodman, funny. the famous former yeah. basketball player, did, it in fact, I don't owned. know how he'd fit in that thing as well. Nah, I, don't <laughs> know. I don't either. I don't either, but he did. Yeah.
1: You Google it and you'll see it. So. That's so cool. Um, this has been awesome. Like I really appreciate you guys sharing the you know this story because it, it's such a cool story and you know we're just in the baby steps of this growing I know you're growing so fast but in the grand scheme of things you you know this is the third year and just to see the success that you've had for, you know over the short period of time you know it's, this is definitely in 10 years it's going across the nation there's no doubt about it
0: um, that's the goal Again, that thank the goal. you for yeah. interviewing us today. yeah right this has been it. awesome this has yeah. been the, the first podcast I've ever done so this has been, this has been exciting well, and I fun I appreciate that it's, it's live here sense. in the it's studio in yeah. exotic <laughs> at Exotic Motorsports, exotic motorsports. motorsports. so
2: we're, around, what, we're surrounded with probably what 15 million dollars worth of cars in here <laughs> I don't know.
0: there's two four GT's in here a <laughs> yeah. couple Lambos yeah. some Ferraris yeah. it's
1: just uh, cars, cars, cars oh yeah definitely come up and check this place out you can't miss it and the guys inside they're pretty cool. great guys. And I think Ellis. Eliud
2: and Brayton today only, or this weekend, if you come up here, they're given a 5% discount on the two four GTs. <laughs> so just tell them Redline for Kids sent you, and they're going to give you the discount. I'm looking at him right now. He's shaking his head no. What that means, yes, here at Exotic Motorsports. <laughs> Eliud's are running oh, over. we to pull the plug on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that blue one right in front of you. Oh, yeah, oh the, the blue. Yeah. That is an 18, 118 scale Yeah. Uh, 2019 blue Ferrari or Ford yeah. GT here. That he says it's 5% off that one. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear, we won't have any false uh, advertisement. So um, once again, how how can people reach out? How can people
1: follow and get involved?
0: redline for Again, that's redline4kids.org is the website where you can see all kinds of stuff that we're doing. Uh, the schedule, pictures, videos, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram is all at redline 4 kids and then if
2: you want to be a sponsor, which we always want to bring on new sponsors, we'll give a big, big shout-out to all the guys that are joining us, that are staying with us from 2018, like Exotic Motorsports of Oklahoma, and the guys that are joining us for 2019. But if you want to be a sponsor, just send Chance an email at cwin at redlineforkids.org, and he will be a Johnny on the spot and get right back with you. And
0: that awesome. is cwynn at redlineforkids.org. Awesome. Boys, again, pleasure. Love
1: what you're doing. Um, Thank you so much, man. This is fantastic, and I can't wait to to participate and join in and and just, like I said, spread the word this year. all I can do. I'd love to help. So, Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening.
0: We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.